I'm Francesca Donnellan. Welcome to Becoming More Human, the podcast. Every generation, through its arts and creativity, explores the same questions. Who am I and what really matters? We are so often taught how to emulate others to make other people happy. But how do we access what's good for ourselves and be strong enough to actually claim it? It's a constant practice because we all keep evolving. There are no limits to personal growth. You can start your journey today and get closer to discovering your true self. Give back to the people around you and make the world a better place. On today's episode, I'm talking with Alexandra Young, the founder of her own design agency based in London. Alexandra started her love of design as a little girl roaming around her dad's wooden workshop in West Yorkshire. She would accompany him to demolition sites of the old mills in the north that were being pulled down. Everything within the mills was meant to be burnt. However, they'd salvaged the wood and the cast iron objects and her dad used the materials to make floors and furniture out of the reclaimed timber. The idea that you can make something out of nothing inspired Alexandra to step into the world of design. Alexandra runs a small team of strategists, copywriters and designers. She has built her business from the ground up. Throughout this episode, we take a deeper look at personal branding and what it means in today's modern world. So enough from me and let's jump straight in. We specialise in creating like really bold and vibrant visual identities that help our clients to stand out from the crowd. And that also includes like a lot of personal branding, more recently especially. And um, yeah, our kind of like niche isn't that we work for one particular business or brand. It's like um, we just create really kind of like out there designs Ooh. for all of them. Um, and we are going to deep dive in today into personal branding. I feel that it's something that affects so many of us in this modern age that we're living through, helped by the social media craze, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or your TikTok profile. Um, personal branding is out there for everybody to see, and it's something that we can't really get away from. Have you seen a rise in personal branding versus sort of business branding over the last sort of couple of years? Yeah, definitely. I think that people really want to, like, they know that it's a necessary evil or they, it kind of like appeals to our own mm. egos, doesn't it? I think it's like, that's another side of it. So when at a networking event or even just out and about, people will ask you, you know, what's your Instagram or are you on TikTok or something like that to keep in touch. And it's like a genuinely like, oh, I'm, I like you. I'd like to, mm. you know, keep in touch. But there's a, a level of that in my mind anyway, that's just a bit darker. Mm. How would you describe personal branding for anyone who's sort of struggling to grapple with the idea of where we are all brands in that sense good question back in the day like when a farmer had a cattle of sheep he would like brand them um with a hot iron and I guess that that basically is what branding is it's like I look like this I feel like this and I want to communicate myself to the world in this way in this light um I'm talking really about businesses yeah. and then that's like now seeped into how we interact with ourselves and how we as people are like promoting ourselves in this digital mm. world. So I think that personal branding is a mixture of like your personal identity, like who you are, who, who like what you stand for, what your values are, um, and then dressing it up and sharing it on social media in the way that you wish to be perceived. And I think that's a really important 
key point and also just going back to um the idea of like who you are like a lot of us don't really know we're all trying to figure it Mm. out so i think that's where there's a lot of conflict too because that can really lead to an almost existential crisis yeah do you think we all need personal branding in order for social media to connect to one another in a word yes i would say that though because that's my job in a way you know uh that's my livelihood i create brand identities and personal brands for people to be able to live i just think it's so unnecessary anyway to be on social media as a person you know back in the day if people asked you what makes a a strong personal brand Mm -hmm. or a strong brand you'd naturally reply like the quality of the services or product that i provide and how people interact with my brand and everything else but now it's like take on another level and I know from personal experience like if you know you take a few months away from social Mm. media you just feel so much more relaxed like no one's watching you and whether that's for professional reasons or for like your own yeah your own personal account it's just such Mm. a relief because you're like you're not comparing Mm. yourself you're not like attaching yourself to this idiot like tech tool yeah that that starts to rule all of our lives in terms of developing a personal brand profile And as you mentioned earlier, you really have to get under the skin of understanding who that human is and looking at their values. And that's like quite a personal experience to go through versus when you do it for a brand. It's less personal. It's a brand. You can be very objective. You can be, you know, very damning or no, cross this out, doesn't work. That's that value doesn't count for this purpose. We can get rid of that. We can be much harsher and tougher with a brand because it's not a human. So when you're going through the the personal branding process with a human and you're looking at all their values and what they um, bring to the world and all their services and, and, and how we mold that then into a personal profile that sits on a few squares on social media or sits on a TikTok or sits on a few words on Twitter. How do you go through that process with somebody and how, how does that begin to form for you? Because it, it like you've mentioned, it, it's such a personal experience and I'd imagine it could be quite challenging at times. The beauty of it and what makes it easier is that it's a brand, like the core word is brand. So with any like business or personal brand, we're always starting off with strategy. So we're getting aligned on the client's goals values and like mission Mm. and all of those key things that kind of like build them up and there's a level of like trust and rapport that's built together with myself and the client so I'm spending a lot of time with them at the beginning kind of like it's a huge kind of like daunting process to go through as well like um, a lot of people find it quite cringe Mm. but they know that they what they think that they have to do it and so it's a lot of like hand-holding getting to know them um, and then through that we end up with like a brand bible so it's usually done over a half day workshop or a couple of hours Mm. workshop so we will like compile everything into like a pdf called a brand bible so that there's the client's um, pain and gain points as in what their client's pain and gain points are for example with Natalia Sergeyevna she's a psychoanalyst so like um, people who are her clients might feel a bit lost Um, however after working with her they'll feel like more connected and strong and all of those things likewise if it's spice company their customers might like not know how to cook but they need the right Mm. spices and then once they use the product it's like oh great I can make a dish now I feel like I know what I'm doing in the kitchen so it's like having that as a rock and just focusing on the Mm -hmm. brand really because you can't control 
so much of the stuff, but you can control how you want your brand to be perceived. Mm-hmm. And that's where there's a level of kind of superficialness to it. And I don't think that any of my clients would bang me saying that because although what we're doing is with the aim of being authentic, like the world in which we live, mm. going through to politics, you know, like uh, Donald Trump, um, Rishi Sunak, everyone who's in a yeah. top position right now, this level of charisma that's allowing them to be in those positions. And I think if you haven't got that, like I'm not sure if John Major would fit in to today's yeah. world so it's that like personal brand thing that you need to be really dynamic and exciting yeah it's interesting isn't it that that we are in the world where this now really sells and do you find picking out emotions from people so it, it you know it's like well actually we need to really dial up this area this the happiness part or we really need to dial up the intensity part or we need to balance the opinion you know of somebody if you're too opinionated it might scare people off and that's quite they're quite like Mm. emotional parts of Mm. somebody then you have to start to feed back have you found yourself having to to look into that kind of depth when you're building a personal profile yeah for sure um we separate like once we've done that strategy work we'll separate the brand into like key pillars so for example with natalia it's like community and education could be one pillar and then another could be connection Mm. and then another just education and advice so having that as a kind of framework is really really helpful because if you feel like you're getting super intense about one part you can just take the brakes off and like focus Mm. on another video is a huge thing as well in answer to your question though like yeah I think when you're giving advice and it's like very much your own kind of like thought leadership I mean everyone's entitled to their voice I always advise to just focus on giving to the, the audience like whenever we're designing anything as well be that like logo color or type it's always like what do the audience want because that's ultimately where you're going to make revenue mm. from so I think that those interactive features on Instagram like when we're building a brand identity it's like we're always thinking about how this voice how the client can ask questions to their audience mm. to keep them engaged we wouldn't do the ongoing support like the you know scheduling or posting because of the ongoing nature of it it's very like need this yesterday yeah yeah, it's <laughs> um, intense. yeah I just prefer the strategy work because that's where you get to dig deep and find out how to communicate that person or brand to the world mm. and you mentioned earlier about the the dark side of some of the personal brand building sort of process what have you experienced in that kind of guise? I just feel that the way in which we're promoting ourselves now is so superficial and so harmful to our mental health on a subconscious level. So we might not know mm. how it's impacting us, but we know that we're doing things in a certain way. Like I bought this top from an online brand and that's like, you know, would I have bought it otherwise? Yeah. It's like we're being so influenced in ways in which we might not otherwise mm. be and that's I think you know it's it really is that these tech giants have got a huge level of control and when you do go and try and raise anything with them it's just impossible they're living in this ivory tower and they're almost more powerful than governments now yeah so that's that's the dark side mm. of it I think it's part and parcel of of what we know is our day-to-day life though is is being sold to without really realizing it yeah, that- true. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always been advertising. So good. Point. Yeah. It, but it, now it, it's, it's because of social, it, it, it's right there for all of us to click within, you know, two or three clicks we're purchasing rather than seeing something in a magazine. I know starting out my career in communications, you would see, 
tell somebody you'd mm. see something three, four times before you go and purchase it. Um, but yeah. now I think it's like 18 times or something before, you know, we yeah. so many ways in which we can view something. And I guess in that instance, there's so many ways we're comparing ourselves and judging ourselves and looking at our own profile and thinking, do I fit that mold? Do I fit within that type of brand? Or do I tip? Or does my profile relate to that? And I think we are seeing the rise of sort of micro influences as well as a result of this and more people wanting mm. their five minutes of fame, regardless of somebody building a business around themselves. Um, have you seen more people who just are building a brand on their own profile with nothing to sell, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're totally brainwashed. And now if you ask children like what they want to be, um, I think there was a study done recently where, you know, the majority, it's not a lawyer or to do something basically useful for society it's to be an influencer because they don't just want the five minutes of fame they want the the life of fame for for what really and then yeah I think David Bowie said like oh god I wish that I never you know I wish I thought about this before (laughs) actually getting famous because then you're kind of like you just I know that it's a different level as well because like when you're an influencer it's like you're getting given things and it's all like you know shiny and sparkly and um selling this lifestyle it's not it's not being known for being really talented Mm. at what you do yeah I think that it's all feeds into the same beast yeah exactly and it feels like a beast at times doesn't it there's so many people you see say they're having a break off social media and it and these Mm. are people who are usually quite prolific on it as well and you do wonder the impact that building that personal brand every single day every hour they're constantly thinking about what they're putting out has some kind of subconscious effect on their mental state. Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, the first thing that we look at when we wake up and oftentimes the last thing that we look at when we hit the sack and it's just it can't be good because mm. we're getting, you know, advertised to that, that late at night. It's not natural. I guess that's it. It's just not natural. It's just the way that we're designed doesn't include social media to be part of yeah, that. Yeah, of course, I think we are designed really to to be out in nature more than we are to be sitting on our devices yeah yeah and then if you know um you do go out in nature there's this pressure almost to take a picture and a video and show people that you're out in nature and that level of it i really don't understand it's yes it when- just feels wrong <laughs> Yeah, it kind of depicts the idea that we're not being present in that moment when being in nature is all about Mm. being present and teaching us to be present. Yeah, exactly that. And I know a lot of people go out on what, and a lot of people don't subscribe to any of this. We're just really talking about our world here, I think, um, living in London, the fast-pacedness of it and, yeah, it being a tool to use. If you use it as a tool and, like, you know, just for those specific moments, then great, I think you've you've nailed it but if it's seeping into other Mm. areas of your life uh, your personal relationships everything then I think that you've got a problem or it's not really you as an individual I think like collectively we all have it's just the world in which we live and there's Instagram now for like 13 year olds isn't they're designed for the younger generation and that's already training them to like be Mm. like us in terms of how they're using it but there's no getting away from it because even if that app wasn't around for younger audiences they'd still see their parents if they see their parents reading a book they're more likely to you know copy that behavior but when you look around on the tube obviously everyone knows that it's just everyone staring into this vortex and 
they might not be on social media they might be writing an email or reading an article but mm. it's just this like that everyone's doing it so it makes it so much easier for you to then dive into your own like narcissistic self-obsession yeah. <laughs> which I think I have as well like I'm not yeah. joking I think that like without wanting to and I hate myself for it sometimes like when I am like reaching for my phone and if I if I take an evening off or a weekend off or something I do sometimes like really want to go for it and it's like a, a, a huge addiction and that's that's what I really don't like because that's when you know that you're not using it as a tool but it's using you. Oh, that's interesting when you say you can feel that seeping in for yourself. Do you feel that you're asking your boyfriends or your friends to take more photos of you to make sure that, that you're being relevant and you're adopting those no. things or are you just scrolling endlessly? I wouldn't. I feel that's like another level that I haven't yet crossed or hopefully will never cross. But the, yeah, just the wanting to go for it mm. and wanting to look specifically for that orangey red gradient. <laughs> that just to see what's there like for no reason if yeah. you're bored you know like if you've got time to kill if you're on a break at work um instead of smoking you might go for a uh yeah a scroll through instagram yeah it's, um yeah do you have any tips for somebody who's wanting to build their personal brand think about what's true to you and think about the brand element more um what do you want to achieve where do you want to be in a couple of years time five years time think about your audience first and foremost like what do they want to see and hear and just don't get too obsessed with it like just don't take it too seriously because if you take anything too seriously I think that you get stupid so that's it's really that mm. how do you advise clients though when they are trying not to take it too seriously but then they they log on and they instantly are comparing themselves and they want to be similar or to create similar stuff that they've seen from other people is that an ongoing management that you have to kind of be mindful of mm. and stick with your plan and not to deviate <laughs> the beauty of what we do is like the strategy and then the visual mm. design and then it's up to the client how they want to use that so we just essentially give them the tools and templates yeah. so um we work on canva and adobe express so that they can have these easily editable templates to use and then create their own content um it's really outside of our control or hands then and i don't particularly like doing the ongoing stuff yeah. um, but we would refer them to like a really good social media um freelancer who can then like maintain their ongoing profile yeah. and usually the ones that we refer share the same values as us so it's about doing things in an efficient yeah. way and um reaching the client's goals and objectives yeah. so it's it's not emotional then i just you know always advise to clients to not take it too seriously and just post as and when but that's not really my responsibility as a as a designer yeah. to help with their ongoing like how they use this tool otherwise that would be a whole other job mm. that's more the role of a business coach yeah to like help manage that relationship with the client and then their online mm. presence how did you get into to personal branding I just fell into it but more and more people are asking me to do brands for their for their self Alexandra in terms of the future of where personal branding is going where are we going to end up? Because Twitter is already being torn down. You know, there mm. are reports online, you know, that Instagram might not even be here in the next few years. We're already being told Facebook is 
you know, redundant, who's who's using that platform. Mm. And obviously a lot of there's a lot of skepticism around TikTok because of the ownership mm. of that and the and who and how mm. private your details are. So whilst it's a huge account, mm. you know, how much growth will that continue to have? So when we've just nailed our personal branding and, you know, across one platform and then suddenly we find in the next couple of years it changes. How do you see this working out for us in the future? Are we are we just going to keep chasing this idea of personal brand building and is it going to get wildly out of control or do you think we'll end up giving up with it and throwing it in the bin? I can imagine it being really disappointing for an influencer who, you know, ever since they reached an uh, age where they could work, that's been it for them. They've put everything into building this personal brand and profile. They've got like thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers and then Instagram is no longer relevant. Then like, what do mm. they do? Did they build enough financial capital in that time to like use later on in life as well? Like that's a huge thing. I think that the way that we're perceived mm. now online can show this like very shiny, glossy version of what's going on. And then our bank accounts might not reflect that level of like luxury lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. To answer your question, I, I'm just really not sure where it's heading. All I know is that it seems to be getting worse the tech giants have more mm. power privacy is just like out of yeah. the window we've got no control over it um even when you're like leaving a review on google that's all part of the big like mm. piece isn't it it's all connected so although you might we might be talking about instagram or tiktok specifically it's it's like the whole network. Yeah. I think that one of the best things I did last year was to have um, a personal phone and then leave my business phone with all the apps on it. Out oh, I love home. that. What a great yeah. idea, Alexandra. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was great, but like I didn't know where I was going because I'm so reliant on apps. the <laughs> app. You know, with the yeah, with the maps, for example, where you've got that little yeah. navigator. Uh, yeah, oh, so you, you took so that like, off your phone. Like wow. yeah, literally, just like back to basics. But just having a personal phone, like with family and friends, to have uh, their contact details on it, and it was really refreshing. And and actually, it was good not knowing where to go. Like you just have to ask people mm. or use a real map that's that's the level of like where we're heading i think we're getting more and more stupid because it feeds into the whole like, ai thing as well isn't it like mm. um ai is just taking over and like getting more dumbed down as time goes on that's the way that i see it mm. heading but i might be wrong well that's the way I yeah i wrong. hope you're wrong too i think that's the way we're, we're led to believe at least it's going and that you know everything's yeah. going to be taken over by robots which would be a great shame, you know. <laughs> we need human contact. Yeah. We need humans to do human yeah. jobs. Um, we need to feel connected to one another, and we can't do that if we're buried in our phones all the time. It's a really like refreshing look, actually, at how we can make some changes. Just getting another phone that we use for personal reasons. It feels so obvious. It's, it's funny when you said that because when I started my career out in my early 20s, we'd always have <laughs> two phones. You know, we would have our personal phone because it was a fairly new concept. And then we'd usually have a BlackBerry that work would give you mm. and um, mm. that would be your life. And, you know, you'd go mm. out for dinners and people would slam two phones on the tables and it would just be like mental. And then it's in some respects, it's a godsend. Sometimes I think I'm so lucky I can do so much on my phone, but I've never looked mm. at it in the sense of, am I addicted to this phone? I 
I'm reliant on mm. this phone. It's got all my emails. It's got all my contacts. It's got it's got my life is on on that phone. I can literally mm. do my job. I've never looked mm. at how even when I think on a you know a Sunday evening I'll put my phone down and um, my husband usually pulls it out of my hand and says, "Come on, a few hours of downtime." I've never considered really mm. looking at how I go beyond that and how we can start to get back to who we really are by not having our phone, by not being reliant, by not constantly checking whether it's where we're going, where we're eating, looking at reviews before we even get to a restaurant, all those things is become second nature. And I love mm. that idea of fully disconnecting, but without, you know, having to turn your phone off forever, which is what I feel like so many of us feel like we need to do, but we obviously just can't. So this idea of mm. getting closer to ourselves and having more time by not being glued to our phone because often we think we have no choice but actually you just give people mm. the most perfect choice you're giving your loved ones um a much better experience of yourself and it's much more nourishing mm. isn't it if you're connecting with them on a on a much more deeper level and i think that it does come down to your own self-discipline and organization um so where you know you mentioned that you we just can't I think it's it feels like that, but actually we can. Like we really have the power to just turn everything mm. off and focus on the here and now. Mm. Um, especially at the weekend or in the, it, basically during your personal time, that's that's when you really can mm. do that. I wish that I actually practice what I, I, I'm um, talking about now because I've kind of like I did it for a while, but I've kind of dipped into yeah. taking the easy route. So the easy option is to like be a little bit more mindless and just like go with the flow because when life's so busy it is really convenient like we've just been incredibly busy recently and it's so much more convenient to just have this one yeah. phone and like wake up to it like do a few emails just before or scheduling a few emails which yeah. I love um, <laughs> you know just before um dinner or whatever and I think that is so much more fun to be had and um, you know, when you look back, when you get to a ripe old age and you look back, you don't want to be thinking, I just wasted my life on social media or why, mm. why did I care so much about what people thought of me? I think that's my friend. She um, She's a mental health um, psychologist for the NHS up in Manchester. And I remember part of her training was um, to be on the phone as a Samaritan um, and to talk to older people. And the main thing that um, they said when she was asking them about like, what do you wish that you did differently out of life? Or sometimes you wouldn't even have to ask, but they would always reply, I wish that I just didn't care what people thought of me. I wish I just did things for myself a bit more um, and spent more time with family, mm. didn't work so hard. So I think all of those like really key values yeah. are much more doable mm. to achieve when you're not on your phone. And do you, do you have your own set of values I think that's it. Yeah. Just, um, on a personal level, like spend more time with friends, family, doing things that make you feel more wholesome, long walks in nature. Mm. Um, in terms of values, like, yeah, just be a good person, whatever good means to mm. you. In terms of the the good side as well of, of personal branding, do you have any advice to people who maybe are feeling a bit 
caught up in personal branding you know they're sort of caught between a rock and a hard place and and don't really know what to do with it yeah i think focus on the good for sure so a photographer recently came to us um he's had a prolific career um working in advertising he's like the go-to person for food and lifestyle however he's really struggled with the fact that there's a lot of younger photographers who call themselves photographers and I'm not disputing that because you know everybody is now that we've got a phone and we can hold a camera up but they might not have been trained in the way that he was you know like with lighting all the technical aspects that you need to use to hold Mm -hmm. a camera yet they're getting really good gigs with like Gucci, Prada like huge high-end brands I'm not saying that they don't have any technical skills or abilities at all that's like it's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that they're very new to the game and social media has enabled them to basically make a similar income as my client who's been you know slogging hard at it has like he knows his craft inside out and he's been working with some prolific brands so the good side of this is that we can design a gorgeous like social media style guide for him that allows him to just post as and when a project um, is mm. completed and also for his assistant to follow the rules in which we set to post and then that will result in him having more of the same yeah. work so just use it as a tool that's a positive thing for sure we get I guess like 40% of our business through um, social media when I ask people where they heard about me it's oh I've been following you on Instagram for a while so um, I do feel like it's a bit of a necessary evil and I think that you can still like go to sleep at night and look back on your life feeling positive about it all if you used it as a tool. Mm. I'm not saying that I'm there yet but I'm striving for it so. It's a really interesting way sort of definition to look at it in terms of having that separation so you're not so emotionally connected with it. Um, has there been sort of time your life over the last sort of few years you've been doing branding and personal branding that that you see come up time and time again in terms of the the challenges that you face with branding or or building a strategy is there especially around the personal side is there things that pop up for you with um with working with real life humans rather than a brand that you have to try and tackle and do you find that you become more than just doing graphics you know you seep into life coaching or you know therapy type you know you've really got to get under their skin I guess. I work with a lot of small businesses at the moment so startups and there's something so lovely about like helping a business owner get from like just having an idea to having a gorgeous brand Mm. identity and sharing it with the world and like there's nothing more satisfying than seeing them kind of like thrive and knowing that they're doing well Mm. thanks to some design work that we've done when it comes to those kinds of clients there's like a group of them that I think are so emotionally invested in it I'm not saying this is everyone but like they're like it's their baby and it's totally understandable that they've like got so much emotion attached to it yeah they are like another level (laughs) sorry (laughs) so sometimes I just like really want to help guide them and handhold them but I can't I can't wave a magic wand and I'm also not there to be yelled at yeah (laughs) that is a thing I think because I'm quite um friendly and open and like um collaborative and 
I think sometimes there's something to be said for being like a cold, hard businesswoman, like very emotionally removed from it. But um, I guess the nature of being a good designer or creative is that you are quite sensitive and emotional Mm. as well. So I do like to be there, like from the start, kind of like nurturing those relationships. But then when some, you know, when something Mm. isn't going right with a client, then it can mean that they almost take it out on you. And I'm I'm really, you know, it's such a minute percentage of people. But then at that point, I just have to like, you know, end end the relationship or like figure out a way of making Mm. it work for both of us and like just setting up those boundaries again so boundaries is a huge thing isn't it for anyone in business like like, we've been talking about it all morning um you know boundaries with social media like how you're switching off so it's just that really for anyone who's listening who's thinking I really need to sort my Instagram account because actually I'm doing some great work. I need to do more and I need to get on board with it. I've dabbled with trying to get my Instagram sorted, trying to get the personal brand profile out there, but it's just kind of not clicking. Is there any, is there any sort of things somebody could try to just at least start getting themselves off the ground and a bit more sort of tuned into to navigating that personal image on their Instagram? have the essentials in place so think about you as a person write down some keywords like what emotions do you want to evoke for your like personal brand so that could be like energetic enthusiastic happy positive Um, then you're going to want to like look into color theory a bit so choosing colors that represent those core keywords so um indian yellow is a very optimistic color you might like just because you like pink or purple don't put it in like think about like what the key colors to represent these emotions are and then like work with tone um, and contrast to build a palette that looks really gorgeous obviously this is much easier with a designer and we've put together recently a package that allows people to get things off the ground quite easily um and then the same with typography so type can in- express the quirks and spirit of a brand really really well and there's so many gorgeous like license free fonts out there um and it's just about typing them all out in your name like your mm. full name or a shortened version of your name your personal brand name and printing them out and just sitting with it and thinking about what you prefer the most and then that really is like the basics of how you can create a a brand narrative like without any investment or money Mm. oh I love that I think that's an an easy way to start developing a bit of a personal brand in terms of so what one question we always have on the show is there been anything that has really inspired you in terms of a book Uh, a tv program a quote anything that's yeah in in relation to what we're kind of talking about or in relation to your life that has really stuck with you don't worry be happy (laughs) don't worry be happy i love that Yeah. yeah i think that's it like sometimes when you're taking again things seriously just like yeah focus on the good or if you want to not have that because it's a bit too sweet um literally just focus on the good because life's too short and um that's something that my like best friend mentor teacher would always tell me just focus on Mm. the good because there's so much good like whether that's a project that you're working on Mm. or stuff in your personal life like you can really emphasize Mm. that and that's so interesting I think that's Um, where people get stuck a lot in building their personal brand because you're often falling in the gaps of judgment of yourself to others rather than thinking 
what am I offering to the world and what does the world need to know about? And that's a good part. Mm. So we have one final question on this show, and that is what does becoming more human mean to you? I think it means caring and being genuinely curious, listening. It's a huge, huge thing, like really listening to what other people are saying, actively listening. Um, So being in the present and not always seeing things from your initial perspective and not always acting on your gut. I think that's going to make you more empathetic and like a better communicator. It's all about Mm. communication, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's so true. That's that's a lovely place to end. Thank you so much, Alexandra. It's been it's been lovely to have you on. And um, I know you'll have helped at least one other person listening to this and looking at their personal branding. So thank you so much. I'm Francesca Donnellan, and you've been listening to Becoming More Human, the podcast. You can follow Becoming More Human on Instagram, subscribe, rate and review the podcast on your podcast apps, such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Google. And don't forget to check out our website for exclusive audio content on becomingmorehuman.co.uk. Join me next week for another inspiring conversation. Thank you for listening.